Jenna. And this is Noelle. And this is More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. Welcome back, all. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Today, we have a brutal serial killer from Germany. Germany. That's a new place. It is a new place. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's get on with the brutalness. Do we have anything to tell everybody yet? No, we told them last time to keep their eyes peeled for April 30th. Yep. Yep. And I'll, I'll give you the deets on that at the end. Yeah. 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 We'll tell you about our little paranormal snoop and how that's going to be going. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. As you guys can probably guess from the episode title, this guy that we're going to talk about is called the Butcher of Hanover. It's already an awful name. <laughs> awful. Yeah. He was also commonly known, because they all have like 30,000 different monikers. If you're a big one, <laughs> yep, you do. Yep. The Vampire of Hanover and the Wolfman. Okay, so he sounds to me like he has something to do with drinking blood. It gets bloody. Or biting necks. This is definitely going to be the bloody episode. Oh, it gets bloody. sweet. He's yeah. like a Rick Grimes in it up in this bitch. <laughs> Ripping the throats out. Sorry. Um, my whistle never comes out good when I want to frick a whistle. <laughs> Not about that guy, about Rick Grimes. All right. Yeah, that would be confusing. <laughs> Not this guy, no. As you can see from his picture, he's got like a little freaking Hitler mustache. Yeah, I see that. It's, just... it's an awful mustache, actually. It's not a good mustache. It's like mustache. separated in the middle. Yes. He's got like two separate mustaches. Ah, <laughs> wow. So bad. So I also want to say that due to the graphic content, some involving children, I want to put out a disclaimer. So you've been warned. It's not great. And your discretion is advised. Sure is. All right, so his early life. <laughs> Friedrich Heinrich Karl Harman. Friedrich. Friedrich, yes, okay. is his full given name. He was also called Fritz Harman, so that's how I will be talking about him. Most of the time I'm just calling him Harman. So there we are. There we are. He was born October 25th, 1879 in Hanover, Germany. It said he was a quiet boy who liked to keep to himself. And he showed no interest in playing with other kids and Hmm. other classmates. Okay. His parents noticed early on that Fritz was very effeminate. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's okay, guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, probably not this time, but now it's okay. He enjoyed wearing his sister's dresses and playing with their dolls. In the 1800s, of course, parents probably didn't encourage this much. It was probably... Oh, yeah, no. The dad was like, no, you're going to go outside and shoot guns. Absolutely. Ugh. Anyway, his mother, Johanna, however, did encourage this. She taught Fritz needleworking, and she taught him how to cook. She was remarkably close with Fritz. He was the youngest, I think. I think he was the youngest of six children. But from my research, those two had the strongest bond. His father was another story. God. Uh, always. Ollie Harmon, Ollie, O-L-L-I-E, <laughs> was pretty awful. Wikipedia stated he was argumentative, short-tempered, and had many affairs. Okay. Husband of the year, or what mm-hmm. But despite all of this nasty behavior, the couple stayed together. It said that Ollie married Johanna. I think there was an age difference, but 
it was because of her money. She was a little bit more financially stable at the time. So there you go. Nice. Hey, and he a gold digger. Yeah, <laughs> but he was. <laughs> uh, Fritz started exhibiting some sadistic behavior towards his siblings. The Criminal Minds fandom website stated he used to tie up his sisters. Do we know how old, about like how old he was at this point? A young kid at this time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably maybe preteen. Okay. Type of thing. Yeah, that's. He also would concerned. tap on the windows extremely late at night just to scare his sisters. So okay, he'd go but that's outside. He's like bum, 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 and fucking terrifying I mean, sisters. My family scares each scares each other all the time. Like that's not. Some, uh, I wouldn't consider that being sadistic. Tying them up is a but bit the, sadistic. Yeah, the tying yes, them up. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the tapping uh, on windows. I mean, like I said. My family has one that likes to scare each other and gets a kick out of it. I feel like my brother probably did that, but he was just, they were both mean to me anyway. <laughs> so the first one, not cool. Don't tie somebody up. But like you were saying, my siblings tried to scare me all the time. Mm -hmm. They used to tell me the Easter Bunny was like seven foot tall with red glowing eyes. Well, and I was afraid of the Easter Bunny. I was like, that guy's coming into my house tonight. No. And I would like literally be afraid. When we were growing up. Uh-huh. Any Easter Bunny costume did have like yeah, it was like, really freaking creepy, scary. I don't remember. Our family didn't really do that. Take you to see and like yeah. the pictures and stuff. I don't feel maybe when we were really, really, really young. But yeah, no, they just told me this is what he looks like, and he's gonna hop up into this house tonight. And I'm like, no fucking thank you. So. Siblings God. can definitely be assholes. <laughs> we need to add another movie to the list, and I can't remember what it was, but we've watched it before. Was it the one where Jesus, the yes, Easter Bunny, has, like, like uh, eggs uh, pop out, out of his, like, hands. hand holes? Yes. yes. We have to watch it. That movie was fucked. It was It so was strange. about all the different holidays. I know. What was it? Oh, my gosh. We'll find it. We'll definitely find yeah, it. Yeah, we'll boogs. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, Fritz was not the most academically gifted, and he struggled a lot in school. Teachers noted that he would drift off into daydreams very often. So naturally, he enrolled in the military academy around the age 15. Oh, wow. This might have been normal. I think it's more of like a, a West Point where it's a military school. Yeah, yeah. So you're still learning, but they're like, you're going to join the fucking military yeah. when you age up and that kind of stuff. The structure also strict, stricter and having like... Yes, yes, which maybe like would have been practice. good for him, you yeah. know. There are some kids that do thrive from that kind of structure. Mm -hmm. So the structure of this military life did help Fritz, like I just said. <laughs> but unfortunately, he started having epileptic episodes, causing him to drop out soon after. Hmm. Yeah, this will come back into play, too. After he returned home, he procured a job at his father's cigar factory. But by age 16, Fritz started his descent into pedophilia. Oh, good God. Yeah, it gets Where? Gross. Where does it come from? He, he, as far as we know, he didn't have any of that in his... He wasn't... Yeah. Not yet, anyway. I mean... <sighs> yeah, I don't know. But it's yucky. He started luring young boys into secluded areas where he could assault them. That's really all I'm going to say on that, but this is kind of a precursor into his future crimes. Yeah. He is caught fairly quickly for this, and he is sent to a mental institution. After several months, Fritz somehow manages to escape the hospital. Ugh. 
and he flees to Zurich, Switzerland. Wow. Yeah. I don't... Apparently, it was really lax security, and they could just do whatever, and he just paced out that joint. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense, because he will return to Hanover, so it's like... Yeah, well, Are they just not place. looking for him? Or uh, is it just like, eh, you escaped, you're fine? And I think there is something about if they manage to escape, they're somewhere in the world, if they manage to escape a prison or something... They're just done with them? They're just done with them, I guess. Wow. They can't, like, rearrest them on that. I don't... Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll have to relook that up, and I'll talk about it in our live that will be next week. Oh, this, yeah, that is next week. This week. No, it's this week. Oh, it's this week. It's the 16th. That's right. Yes, yeah, so yeah. live is this week. I'll, I'll shout that out at the end if I remember. <laughs> um, uh, shoot, and I was going to say something else, and I forgot <laughs> I always do it. It's okay. I Yeah, your brain just goes... Uh-huh. Kaputz. <laughs> so in Zurich, he meets a nice girl named Erna Lewert. I'm probably, I'm going to say this at the top, guys, these names. I'm probably going to Americanize them. I want to say Americanize <laughs> them, not butcher them, because... We're talking about the butcher of Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And I just... They're kind of... Well, yeah, we don't understand. Big and <laughs> have all the SHs and the Ks and the, yeah. So I'm just going to say them the way that they're spelled. <laughs> the two are soon engaged after. Soon in, act, but soon after, in October of 1900, he receives military service papers and has to do his duty. So mm-hmm. he went to that school, I guess, which automatically kind of puts you in the line. Or maybe yeah. there was a draft at that point. So, I'm not going to go into depth on his military career. It's not really important. doesn't last long. Mm -hmm. He really only serves from 1900 to 1902. He is dismissed again due to recurring dizzy spells, which that's what they called it at the time. But I'm sure, you know, was his epilepsy coming out and causing a hard time. I mean, they can't really serve in the military. You don't want someone with a gun to fall down and start seizing. God, yeah. You know? So... They, they discharge him. Once Fritz was discharged from the military, he was given a pretty good pension, and he returned to his with his fiance to Hanover. Harmon also went back to work for his father briefly, but he soon filed a lawsuit against his father. He stated his ailments, which were noted by the military, made him unable to work. So he just wanted to get some compensation from his dad and just not, mm-hmm. not work at his cigar factory. The suit was dropped after some time, but it caused even more tension between him and his father. So, Ollie Harmon then files a lawsuit. Oh my god. It's a big old pissing match. He stated Fritz had been blackmailing him and even made some death threats. His own son. I feel like that's probably true. I feel like Ollie might not be lying about this, because Fritz is already kind of weird and probably was death threaten his daddy (laughs) threaten death so the court made fritz undergo a psychiatric evaluation after this just to make sure everything was top notch the doctor who administered his evaluation stated he was not mentally unstable Mm. so he was cleared Mm -hmm. good to go so with all the court crap resolved ollie ended up offering fritz and erna some financial assistance with this assistance the two opened a fishmongery Definition time. Yeah. So the fishmongery is the place, but a fishmonger, which I got this definition from Wikipedia, says a fishmonger is someone who sells raw fish and seafood. 
Fishmongers can be wholesalers or retailers and are trained at selecting and purchasing, handling, gutting, boning, filleting, displaying, merchandising, and selling their product. Okay. So they're like fish salesmen. Yeah. To just to break it down. Yeah. <laughs> so Erna ends up calling off the engagement later in 1904, only like two years after. And I couldn't really find a reason, a concrete huh. reason, like, why she peaced out. It was just always she left him, called off the engagement, probably for the best for her. Yeah. I don't think he was really into women. He wasn't into women. Yeah. He's known. Yeah. Probably had something to do with it anyway. Uh-huh. So the fishmongery was owned in her name. So she kept that. That went with her. Did not go with him. So Harmon went off and started committing petty crimes and burglaries. <laughs> Of course. Naturally. Naturally. I mean, he's got his pension. His father might still be helping him out. He is declared completely disabled, disabled. and the military increases his pension. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Yeah. He ends up getting arrested soon after for larceny, assault, and embezzlement. And he does some time. He's released in April of 1918. Hmm. Okay. Due to his known dealings with other criminals, police asked Fritz to help out and be an informant. Of course. Uh-huh. So he would let the police know where and when to raid. Uh, once everyone else was taken into custody, Fritz would be let go. So just to look good, you know, uh, they'd arrest him as well. But he was the one being like, we're going to be here with this guy and this guy and this guy and this yeah. guy. So, yeah. This gave him a sense of comfort and freedom to do as he pleases i.e. murder. So let's jump into that. Harmon was known to choose male victims, mostly runaways that he would meet at the Hanover station. So this guy would just be out prowling the station looking for these runaway boys who had nothing else really to look for. The ages ranged between 10 to 22 years old. Oh god. Yeah. It's not good guys. He lured them into his home with promise of food and shelter. And possibly also booze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first of his murders occurred in September of 1918. So that's only a few months after he got out of prison jail, yeah. whatever it was. 17-year-old Friedel Roth had run away from home and met Harmon. Immediately, his friends and family were concerned over his disappearance. Where the hell is he? Mm-hmm. Some of the friends had told Roth's father that he had been seen with Harmon earlier a couple days sooner. Yeah. yeah. So after his father went to authorities with the information right away, he believed Harmon was the key to finding his son or what had happened to sure. him. Sure. Yeah. Now, the police were reluctant to do anything with this tip because Harmon was their police informant and they didn't want to actually have to do the work. Yeah. Even though he was in prison and known for doing crimes. Uh huh. And he's last seen with this kid. He just disappears. Yeah. What the fuck happened? But Roth's father kept insisting and bugging the police to check the lead. So when police arrived to question Harmon, they found him in bed with a 13-year-old boy. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. There was no sign of Friedel, however, so they could only arrest him for the sexually assault, like the indecency with a minor charge. Mm-hmm. And this did award him nine months in jail. But nine here's months. the fucking kicker. The police obviously did not do a thorough search of Harmon's apartment when looking. Friedel was in there. The boy's severed head was behind the stove wrapping newspaper the entire time. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So they come in, they see that, they arrest him, but they never really looked in the apartment. They yeah. They do a search. Even though they were looking for that. They're like, oh, well, we got they him for a di- different crime. Uh-huh, exactly. One that'll do less time and... He can inform for us more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. No. So, new character alert. <laughs> now entering stage left, Hans Granz. And I say his name, Hans Granz, the entire time. I do not call him Granz. I do not call him Hans. I call him Hans Granz. Because that's a Granz name. That that name is fantastic. Isn't that fantastic? Hans Granz. There is a picture of Hans Granz on the second page, I believe. And he was a decent looking individual. On the left? Or both? That's, oh, that's, that's both. him in both yeah, pictures. Both. Oh, wow. Yeah. A hat really makes a difference. It does. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's also not really smiling in the right picture. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. No, he's not. No, he's handsome. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into him more later. But. Harmon and Hans, oh, I lied, I called him Hans there, but that's okay. Harmon and Hans met in 1919, and they quickly became lovers. They obtained an apartment together, and Harmon's new sick obsession would be the ticket to a better lifestyle. So so Hans Granz knew about it. We will get into that, yes, yes. We will talk more about the Hans Granz. (laughs) Harmon's crimes spanned six years total from 1918 to 1924. Wow. But there are some breaks in between. The real spree started in 1923, and it will not stop until his capture. Wow. It's fucking crazy. So he lured his victims back to the apartment he shared with Hans Granz. (laughs) Uh, Once there, he would supply them with lots of food and booze, and then he would strike with his signature love bite. Oh, my God. Harmon would bite through the neck. Through. Sometimes so deep he went through the trachea. So he would he would do it at the Adam's apple. That's yeah. not through the side of the neck, yeah. not through the back, always at the Adam's apple. Ouch, man. He would bite in. That A lot of times it was like as he was strangling them or something, and then sometimes he would just completely just bite through the trachea. That just cuts off your oxygen level and boom. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> he would then sodomize the victims. They're... They're dead While they're bleeding bodies. out through their neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this dude is pretty sick. Uh, I have a part here where I'm going to get into the exact disposal methods he took. So there was a quote that I found on the Criminal Minds Wiki page, and all of those sources will be on the blog. Uh, and he said this is how he handled the bodies postmortem. Quote, I'd make two cuts in the abdomen and put the intestines in a bucket. Then soak up the blood and crush the bones until the shoulders broke. With what? Just large instruments. <sighs> now I could get the heart, lungs, and kidneys and chop them up and put them in my bucket. I'd take the flesh off the bones and put it in my wa- my wax cloth bag. I would. It would take me five or six trips to take everything and throw it down the toilet or into the river. I always hated doing this, but I couldn't help it. My passion was so much stronger than the horror of the cutting and chopping. End quote. Ew, dude. Yeah, I'll let that marinate for a couple seconds. Literally. Gross. Gross. Oh, my God. There's there's some gross in here. Yeah. It's not sludgy bodies, but it's pretty freaking vomit-inducing. Ugh. So, Harmon ended up deposing. <clears throat> deposing. <laughs> so, Harmon ended up disposing most of the victim's remains into the Lean River nearby. Ugh. 
Yes. Disgust. Bloop. Hans, Granz, and Harmon would then gather up all of the belongings left behind and either keep what they wanted or they'd pawn it off. So Hans was involved. Somewhat. Somewhat. I also read that sometimes they would give the victims possessions as fucking gifts. Oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, ugh. God, that's terrible. It's disgusting. It's just disgusting. Ugh. Now, <clears throat> there's another rumor that came about after Harmon was caught. It said that he would cannibalize his victims. And he often processed it, selling it under the guise of ground beef or pork. Oh, selling it? Uh-huh. So I guess that's where, like, the butcher... Oh, my God. ...part comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Ground Fritz is beef. on the Fritz, man. He's just... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, good God. He's real, real he's bad. So he's gross. People. Yeah. Ugh. He's so gross. Oh, my God. Ugh. By May of 1924... Harmon's crimes were finally starting to come to the surface. Literally. Two boys had been playing near the water of the Lean River and discovered a human skull washed up on the banks. Oh my gosh. Wikipedia stated that investigators determined that the skull belonged to a young male aged 18 to 20 and it had evidence of knife wounds. Mm -hmm. Police were not sure what to make of it and they didn't immediately jump to homicide. It was a wartime, a little after the wartime. Apparently, they didn't jump to suicide. Okay. Or homicide, sorry. They didn't j immediately jump to homicide. That is until more remains started washing up. Of course, because he dumped them all. Uh-huh. Only about a week after the discovery of the first skull, another had been found just a short distance away. This skull was also a young male, once again aged between 18 and 20 years. From there, things just start washing up and more and more and more remains are found. Wow. By June, residents of Hanover, once learning of the, dis the gruesome discoveries, they started combing the banks. So they all came out together and they would just walk the bank, the banks looking for any bones, digging, yeah. you know, doing what they could. They handed the remains over to police. This prompted them to drag the entire length of the river that ran through the city. This endeavor turned up 500 more bones. Holy crap. Good thing they did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. They literally swept the river. Yes. 100%. Just bone after bone after bone. Wow. It's fucking crazy, man. Many had nice striations, and after analyzation, they found the bones were from 22 different victims. All male. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I... Didn't go into a timeline of the murders per se, like he did this and then he did this. But I did want to include the names, ages, and dates of Harmon's victims, as well as the like the dates that I'm going to include are the dates they disappeared. So we're going to do that now. The source I used for this portion is once again the Criminal Minds Wiki page. It had a really lovely breakdown, and once again, all materials will be on the blog. Blog. The blog. So we're going to get into the murder victims. I'm going to do this going by year and I'm just going to list them. I thought it was important to include them and I thought this was a good way. So September, there was Herman Koch, age 14. Now this was only possibly, it was written possibly because these charges were probably dropped due to not enough evidence. Of course. Yeah. September 25th, Friedel Roth, age 17. That was like his first known victim that they talk about. 
1922. So there's quite a jump there. Uh-huh. March 17th, Hans Kimes, age 17. He was strangled, but it was written as only a possible victim on the website. So I don't believe he was convicted of this one either. Okay. We jump again to 1923. Harmon really escalates in 1923. So wait, get ready. Wait, he's gonna escalate. escalate. (sighs) We gotta make those shirts. I know. (laughs) February 12th, Fritz Frank, age 17. March 20th, Wilhelm Schultz age 17. May 23rd, Ronald Hutch, age 16. May 31st, Hans Sonnenfeld, age 19. June 25th, Ernst Ehrenberg, age 13. August 24th, Heinrich Stubb, age 18. September 24th, Paul Bronischewski, age 17. Sounds like me. It's got that S-C-H in it. I don't know if they hit the sk or the what. (laughs) The sk. September 30th, Richard Graff, age 17. October 12th, Wilhelm Wilhelm Erdner, age 16. October 24th or 25th, Herman Wolf, age 15. October 27th, Heinz Brinkman, age 13. November 11th, Adolf Hannibal, age 17. And December 6th, Adolf Hennies, age 19. Good Lord. Now we're going to jump to 1924. Okay. January 5th, Ernst Spiker, age 17. January 15th, Heinrich Koch, age 20. February 2nd, Will Senger, age 19. February 8th, Herman Spikert, age 16. April 6th, Alfred Hogreth, age 16. April 15th, Herman Bach, age 22. April 17th, Wilhelm Appel, age 16. April 26th, Robert Witzel, age 18. It's almost like once a week. It, like he escalates even more. Week. Yeah, like he starts, crazy. you know, they start kind of, he waits a couple weeks, he waits a couple weeks, maybe, you know, a month, and then it's just bam, 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 once <sighs> once a week, basically. This was like twice, twice in a week. <sighs> yeah. May 9th, Heinrich Martin, age 14. May 26th, Fritz Wittig, age 17. And Friedrich Abeling, age 10. <sighs> June 5th, Friedrich Koch, age 16. And June 14th, Eric DeVries, age 17. Oh my god, dude. We'll get into that number and how many names that there were in a bit, but yeah, that's... That's awful. Awful. Oh my and just gosh. He just kept going and going, and, and, and I mean, in two years, there's so many names. His span is six years, but really, like, those... They're they're bunched into like two years, like a year. Did there. he have like? Was it always the same way he killed people? Yeah, yeah, that was like his signature thing: the love bite, the strangulation, dismembering. How he, how I said earlier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just wow. That's how he did it. So there is one more victim on the list, but it's gonna come up as we get into the capture of this monster. So we're gonna jump into that next. His okay. capture. Suspicion was immediately on Harmon 
police knew this guy. He was an informant for them, and he'd been arrested for sexual-related crimes in years prior, and he was also known to hang around the Hanover Station. So immediately, their their red flags started kind of blowing in the wind. Mm -hmm. Police began silently following and observing Harmon, and on June 22nd, so that's only if, like, a couple, maybe a week after his last murder, Ugh, gross. They saw him in a verbal altercation with 15-year-old Carl Fromm. Carl, when questioned by the officers, told them he'd been living with Harmon and was sexually assaulted on multiple occasions, sometimes while a knife was held to his throat. Oh, jeez. So, I don't know if he did this with all of his victims, but it seemed like this kid was, like, hanging around for a little while. He was being kept and then probably was going to be... Yeah, a victim. His next victim, yes. So... His life is spared. This He does survive because the cops start following him. At first, Harmon is taken in on sexual assault charges because that's really all that they could do, but they do take him in. But that will quickly change. Can I just say, uh-huh. I keep, I've been staring at Hans Granz the whole time, uh-huh. this picture. <clears throat> I've actually been going back and forth looking at him and Fritz because I... While I'm learning about them and the stuff I have to see in their faces, if I, you know, if you see yes, these people, yes. I just, I don't know, it's weird. I hear you, I hear you. And so I can definitely see it with Fritz's eyes, you know, there's uh-huh. definitely a strangeness behind there. But with Hans Granz, it almost looks like these two pictures. Hans Granz. It's almost like on the left is before he knew Fritz, and then on the right is like oh, after. Oh, maybe. Because yeah, he, he does dark. look different. He yeah, looks his different. persona. Just rings like darkness after that, but the first one mm-hmm. he looks happy like a well, normal he was, regular guy. I think he was in jail too. He um, wasn't like a, a perfect guy. Yeah. I think he was he was in jail. And for who things. knows what he was in jail for? And I read that they met in jail, and then I read somewhere else something contradicted that. So I'm not sure, but there is a chance that they met when he did his time in like 1918 or even. That nine-month jail sentence. There, there's a little bit of contradiction there, but they, they apparently were lovers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think he was squeaky clean, but I don't think he was murdering yeah. or or doing you know what Fritz was going right. to be doing. Right. So yeah, those pictures yeah. they're very. You can just tell the difference in this guy. Yeah, it's so, so we'll strange. have those up on the blog, guys, for yeah, all so you to see. So I'll shout that out at the end. Yeah, make sure you look because it's just. So weird. And there's another really freaking. I told her she can't go to page three yet in the picture document because there's a really fascinating photo (sighs) that you guys are going to die to see. Die. Die to see. (laughs) I don't know. That just made me laugh. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So this isn't funny. Officers search his apartment and find the floors, walls, and bedding heavily bloodstained. That's disgusting. Disgusting. Like, this must have stunk so bad, this apartment. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Especially because he said that he would pour, like, some of the skin and stuff in the toilet. Yeah. And down, like, sinks and so. He doesn't sound like they're very cleanly, like, either. Like, obviously, if it's just been left there. Well, just wait, because shit's coming out of that apartment that people are putting in their bodies, so. We'll get into it. This this apartment fucking stinks. I can smell it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on the third page, there is a picture of the apartment, but you can't go there yet. Ah, when can I go? I know, I know. So, or wait, 
Is it on the page with Hans Grounds? No, I think it's on the page with Hans Grounds. If you scroll up on Hans, is there an apartment picture? Yeah, it has his bed there. Okay, yeah, so that's the apartment. Okay, yeah, yeah. Harmon, when asked about the bloodstains, stated it was from his butchering business. But his neighbors recalled how many young boys had been entering his apartment and never noticed them leaving. And who the fuck is doing their butchering business in their right? apartment? Right? Are you kidding me? Exactly. That's so against everything. Yeah. Oh, gross. Well, I guess he was selling it on, like, the black market because there was a black market for meat at this time. I guess mm. it was kind of hard. I think it was after the war in the middle of World War One, And if you remember, Germany really had problems after World War One. Yeah. That's why Hitler was came in and did what he did because people mm-hmm. were fed up. So I think that he was selling this meat on the black market and it was just ugh, gross. Ugh, gross. Ugh. Oh my gosh. I still can't believe that. It reminds me of the Buffy episode where she worked at that fast food place and they were, the, yes. the ground meat was uh-huh. actually the workers uh-huh. there and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. Ew, 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 oh, ew, ew, ew. I'm going to watch that episode now. Cool. Which, there are so many more cannibal serial killers that I will get into. I definitely want to cover, like, Willie Picton. He had, like, yeah. a pig farm, and he did all that gross stuff and was, like, processing his victims. So, we'll fucking do that one. Don't take them all. I want some gross ones. Too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be known as the gross girl with the gross cases. Uh... Great. It's like in Wine and Crime, Kenyon does the really dark cases. I'm just going to do the really gross cases. <laughs> so... Uh, Harmon's neighbors said that they only saw uh, Harmon coming out carrying buckets and sacks. Wow. Yeah. Probably a lot, too, because he was fucking going. Oh, yeah. Multiple items of clothing and personal possessions were found as well. And, of course, they suspected that these belonged to the missing young men and boys. The families of the missing came in and helped identify many of the found personal belongings. So, yep, that was my son's, that was my son's, da-da-da-da. Of course, Harmon, who seems to have an answer for everything, said he dealt in the trade of used clothes, and that's how they were acquired. Oh, bullshit. I know. He's such a fucking liar. Such a fucking liar. So I'm not sure if that was even believed at the time, but the real break comes on June 29th. They find clothing that was positively identified as belonging to 18-year-old Robert Weitzel. He disappeared in the the 1924 killings. And the friend of Weitzel told police he had been last seen with none other than Fritz fucking Harmon. Yep, 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 yep. So pressure is mounting and Harmon ends up confessing, especially after this, this new piece of evidence. He's like, I don't think I can fucking keep this up anymore. Wow. Yeah. In the confession, he describes the killing as a, killings as a, quote, rabid sexual passion. Ew. He's definitely a sex crime type of yeah. fueled by that. He also claimed that murders uh, that murder was not intentional. Or sorry, he also claimed that murder was not his initial intention. But he got strong urges to bite through the victim's necks at the Adam's apple. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that apparently got him off. Just bite neck like normal people bite necks. Like he wanted the Adam's apple. You can bite a neck hard on the side, if, but I he know. wants to pierce the skin. But it might have also been like the male thing too, because our Adam's apples yeah, don't show we as don't much. Have really any. So maybe that was something like that. Adam's apple turned him on about the men. That's and he true. wanted to <sighs> rip it out. Ew, gross. He's disgusting. Oh, good god. He's fucking gross. Anyway, and we have to do a paranormal snoop tonight. 
<laughs> well, with the day we're recording this, at least. Yes, yes. Oh, my God, Great. that's hilarious. Great, I'm going to have a bunch of hand over in my head. <laughs> <laughs> He's living in my mind for weeks now, yeah. guys. Ugh, it's awful. It's oh almost as bad God. as, like, the Richard Ramirez fucking shit. Ugh. Harmon, uh, Harmon also only confessed to the crimes which evidence was present in. So the true scale of his killings may still be unknown. Uh, yeah, I would say. I bet you I bet you when they had that big old break in between like nineteen eighteen and nineteen twenty three and four, he was doing stuff in between there. I we just it. have no idea who or where. When asked how many victims he claimed, Harmon stated, quote, somewhere between fifty and seventy, end quote. Wow, I believe it. I believe it too, especially because I mean that he was list killing. was at least like twenty long. Uh huh. He was just killing and killing and killing and killing and and going multiple times a week. You know, it. I think it came to the of course the opportunity. I think yeah. a lot of kids at this point, you know, Germany was kind of up in the air. Kids were running away. Things were happening. There probably were a lot of kids, and he was hanging around that Hanover station and probably took what he could get. Mm-hmm. Sadly, ugh. Just this. Yeah. So he says between 50 and 70, but police with the evidence at hand could only tie him to 27. Wow. Which is still a very large number. Yeah. That's a that's a big number. Like holy fuck. Yeah. <sighs> but with that, remember our bro Hans Granz? Oh yeah. Hans Granz. Hans Granz. <laughs> Hans Granz. Hans Granz. Hans Granz. Yes. Hans Granz. I had to just put his name in Hans Granz cuz I was like how do you not? I know. No, you can't just call him amazing. Hans. You can't just call him Grons. You gotta call him Hans, Hans Grons. Grons. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, he is arrested shortly after Harmon, and he's charged with accessory to murder. Accessory to murder. Yep, yep. So he definitely had some hand to play. Uh-huh. Harmon claimed know so bad what he did. Like, I want to know. It's not truly. I know. Known. Of course you know, not. They, they, there are some things that come up like in the trial and stuff that do get him, but who knows if it was just Harmon saying, because it says Harmon claimed that Hans Granz had insisted that he commit some of the murders. So there are a few in there that he's like, yeah, Hans Granz said, ooh, get that one, or do that one, or, or yeah. Like he was kind of helping scope them huh. out. So who knows? And maybe... Maybe he was involved in the sexual stuff. If they were yeah. lovers, I don't know. Maybe it was just to get their possessions. Oh gosh! But I, I, yeah, he he was only I could be a detective in that time. Somehow involved, he was somehow involved. Yeah. On August sixteenth, Harmon was evaluated to see if he was sane enough to stand trial. Everything with his arrest and trial goes really freaking quick too. Like you think about in the states. They can get arrested, and three years later, they're getting sentenced. That yeah. is not the fucking case That's here. Things move right anyway. Quick. It shouldn't move that that slow. Exactly, I agree. <laughs> and after this, he was deemed competent to stand. Again. So he's good. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, he's been evaluated a bunch. Mm-hmm. The trial for both Harmon and Hans Grand started December fourth, nineteen twenty four. So I don't know if they were tried. It sounded like they were tried together during like the same. Trial. So, during the trial, Harmon did acknowledge his guilt, but he would, of course, play dumb when he was asked to, like, identify a victim. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, he's in court just being a douchebag. Hans Granz, on the other hand, pled not guilty to his charges. Many acquaintances of Harmon testified on behalf of the prosecution. They told about the strange pork 
that they had received from him and claimed that they had seen him leave with parcels of meat but never arrive with anything to process. Some even... It gets even grosser. Some even reported how they became ill after eating meat procured from Harmon. Oh, my God. Like, gross skin sausages, and they got sick off of them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ugh, so gross. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, trying to rub it out of my head, rub the image out of my face and my head. Sorry, guys. I'm apparently into the gross. (laughs) No, I I mean, it's interesting, Uh, but it's just so awful. So awful. Ugh. The trial in total was quite short, lasting roughly two weeks. But it was the first highly publicized one in Germany. Hmm. Yep. Since the term serial killer had not been coined yet, it didn't even exist, newspapers called him the butcher, the vampire, or the wolfman. So that's where those names pretty much came from. Because Mm -hmm. it isn't really until John Douglas that serial killer is even a word. They were calling them something else, like multiple murderers or something. And... Yeah, it was such a dumb name. And then he came on the scene and he's like, oh, they're serial killing. And that's where it came from. (laughs) So, thank you, bro. (laughs) So, Harmon ended up being convicted of 24 murders and he was acquitted of three. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't have been, but okay. I know. I know. Right before his sentencing, he addressed the court. And I got this quote from Wikipedia. He said, quote, Condemn me to death. I ask only for justice. I am not mad. Make it short. Make it soon. Deliver me from this life, which is a torment. I will not petition for mercy, nor will I appeal. I want to pass just one more merry night in my cell with coffee, cheese, and cigars, after which I will curse my father and go to my execution as if it were my wedding, end quote. Wow. Great. Yeah, and... uh, I don't think he understood the compulsion. That's what a lot of it is, is this compulsion to kill. It's why they keep doing it and keep doing mm. it. And in a lot of ways, that would end his compulsion. And it probably was a torment. He mm. probably might have been fighting with himself because he hated cleaning up the stuff. He mm. hated doing the dismemberment, but he needed to kill, you know? So I think there was this part where he's just like, all right, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. Some are even like, catch me, catch me. I want you to catch me because Mm -hmm. I don't know what's wrong with me. And and, and it's like a fight. (sighs) Yeah. So both Fritz Harmon and Hans Granz were sentenced to death. Oh, wow. Okay. By beheading. Holy shit. By fucking beheading. And this was like... 1924. That's not super... 1925, actually. That's not super early time period. That's not like no, the 1800s. No, exactly. That's like They were hanging people at that time. I know, but... At least in the States. Beheading, yeah. Oh, yeah, beheading. Beheading, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like fucking... With the, with fucking machete? Yeah, I'll get into it. I'll oh, sweet. Into it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> we're getting all excited over Sorry, here. <laughs> guys. We're weird as fuck. Yeah, we are. Oh, okay. And the reason I picked this case is even weirder and, like, shows my fucking morbidity. So, we'll get into it. Hans Granz did not take his sentencing very well. He was hysterical after it was read, and it said once he returned to his cell, he just collapsed. He was I mean, he sounds like he's not guilty, honestly. Like, obviously, obviously. And I don't want to say not guilty of all, but I don't think Fritz... I think Fritz was the mastermind, yeah. and he wanted to do the killings. Yeah. I think Hans Granz was there. Yeah. 
and let it happen. Agreed. And then took the clothing and stuff. So I think he was an accessory. Exactly. But I don't think he held the knife or strangled or did any of that. And I don't even think he might have helped. It sounds like like Fritz did all of the, the messy work, Yeah, too, I mean, you know? yeah. So, no. And and we'll get into that because he, Granz does appeal. It, it. I am in no way excusing Hans Granz of participating in such acts, but, I mean, I don't blame him. If he kind of, okay, because we've talked about this kind of scenario before. Yep, where yep. He maybe not have known that, obviously, that's what he was doing before, uh-huh. and now he's afraid exactly. to do anything because exactly. he knows what he's capable of. He's the perfect person for him it's to murder It's so anyway. weird, though, because like, they talk about how how Fritz had, like, this this really soft demeanor. He was effeminate, so he kind of had, like, a granny voice, and he was, like, just very effeminate, but he was very this. It's It's just so weird because he might have been... That probably helped him because people are like, oh, this guy can't kill a fly, you know, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. so who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows if it was, if it was like a power thing or if it was just Fritz is there, I have a place to live, I have food, we have these possessions we can sell off, so it might have just been mm-hmm. staying where you're comfortable type of thing. Ugh. But no, I don't believe he needed death. Yeah. So, Granz does appeal, and he gets a new trial in 1926. This changes his death sentence into two concurrent 12-year sentences. And I guess after he gets out, it might be, like, closer to... It's, like, closer to World War II or, like, in the midst of it. And I guess after he gets out, he's, like, put into a camp. I didn't go into that, but I did read that somewhere, that he was, like, put into a camp afterwards. So... But he's German. He could still be a German Jew. We don't know. True, true. Yeah. I was going to say, let me guess, he joined him but it could and have became also, a Nazi. It like, could have just also been the fact that he was an old prisoner of something and they just wanted yeah, to get rid of the bad. True. That's that basically what Hitler wanted. It wasn't just, it was gypsies and gays and, yeah. and he was probably, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he was put into a camp. But I don't think he died at the camp. I, I, I didn't go into that, guys. But you can do your side research yeah. on Hans Granz. Fritz Harman. Pretty interesting side character. So. Yes, exactly. I thought so. I thought so. Fritz Harman, like he said above, did not appeal, and he was executed on the early hour, early morning hours of April twelfth, nineteen twenty-five. He was beheaded by guillotine. Oh man, I thought it was like someone sliced it off. No, I figure. I think guillotine's pretty cool though, too. Yeah, man. guillotine is pretty cool. You put your head in there and you're like, oh yeah. fuck, oh fuck, pull. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. And then everybody just watches his head roll away. Yep. <laughs> Good Lord. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Like in Game of Thrones, they like behead this guy and then they hold his head up. Uh-huh. And like for a few seconds after a head is decapitated, it's still aware. So like, yeah, it's fucking creepy. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. So his last words were, quote, I am guilty, gentlemen, but hard though it may be, I want to die a man. He then quickly added right before it came down, quote, I repent, but I do not fear death, end quote. Cool, cool. Those boys that you killed, did. I'm like over here smiling, grinning like fucking a mad woman. So the next part is so fascinating. <laughs> Did I get to finally go to page three? In a second, in a okay. second, in a second. One of the reasons I really wanted to cover this guy... After Harmon's execution, his head was preserved in formaldehyde. Wow. You may go to page three, baby. Okay, 
Okay, so hold on. I see some of these bones here. Yes, yeah, so at. those are the bones that came out of the Lean River. Yeah, yeah. There were tons of them. Wow. Oh, my God. That's his head, dude. Where, why did they decide to preserve it? So it was for medical, like, study reasons. I guess they also, like, took parts of his brain and kind of studied that. Didn't really find anything that could have been like, this is why you're a serial killer. Yeah. But they, it was probably the first one in Germany. So they're like, all right, we're going to send it here. It resided at the Göttingen Medical School from 1925 to 2014. So it was for research what purposes. What is it now? Zach Baggins? <laughs> Did you hear me? Zach Baggins. Baggins. Zach Baggins. <laughs> So, this kind of makes me mad. In 2014, it was cremated. Huh. It was cremated. Why? I couldn't maybe it find was like, why. If they were using it for medical, maybe it was just like too far cut open and all this other stuff. Maybe they just dissected it too much. Well, I don't think they took it out. I think it was just I, I, maybe to like look at underneath here where like you have all those segments of like... Because he was severed right at the top of the... Yeah, but they had to take his brain out. Only a portion. They only took, like, a yeah. little bit of it out. So uh-huh. there might still be a little brain in there. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I looked around, couldn't really find out why they decided to cremate it. But it is no longer on display. But mm-hmm. we will have a picture on the blog for y'all to see. Mm-hmm. There are other pictures of it, like, from all angles and things like that. So his head looks kind of smushed. It doesn't really look like the pictures. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, but yeah, that yeah, is no, it. Yeah, no, his side profile doesn't look like what he would look like to me. Yeah, it's like all smushed and weird, but who knows? Maybe it hit the ground hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, God, I'm awful. So, yeah, that's it. That's Fritz Harmon, the Butcher of Hanover. Uh, the last picture I did include was of the Victim Memorial, uh, which is also in Hanover. So That's a beautiful memorial. Beautiful. You can see that there's names on it. Yeah. It's very, I guess that's also like the communal the communal grave site. I guess some of the remains were buried oh, wow. together I there. Like so I also like how they have like this eternal flame thing yes, etched into the top. Exactly. That's, and it's a I, nice. That's a really nice memorial. It would have been a nice place for the families to go, uh-huh. you know, to, to remember. Looks like they got some black-eyed Susans there. Their, their sons and things like Cute. that. So that's awful. But yeah, as always, thanks so much for listening. We love you guys so much. Yes, thank you. This so episode much. was gross, and I hope you loved it as much as we do. Uh-huh. We, don't, we don't love what takes place, but we, yeah, you know. You know us very well by now. The fascination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially with that. That's why you guys are here, too. If I was a millionaire and that thing still existed, I would have gone to that and been like, can I own this? Oh, God. I don't know where I would keep I'd have to keep it in a cupboard where I wouldn't see it all the time. Give know. me that fucking head. <laughs> I don't see that asshole's face all the time. It's just... I'd have his brain. I'd do it. I like I'd when get things the are preserved. Brain. Yes. I like when things are preserved like that. So just a serial yeah. killer's head would be like... <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I guess Zach Bagans, Baggins, has <laughs> some of, like... Uh, Charles Manson's ashes or something in his haunted museum. So, I mean, even that's kind of, it's like, oh, huh, you own a piece of that person. It's weird, Uh but it's it's weird. It's weird. So, remember, guys, go subscribe to our YouTube. Yes. The first video of our paranormal series will be on April 30th. April 30th. That is only like two weeks, guys. Two weeks. So, that's, we're actually going in tonight. We did a test run. We're going to be able to Go on tonight and show you guys that, like what's what's all about the place yep. and debunk yep. the things we already know, and then we'll be able to get right into it. 
Yes, exactly, which you won't hear this till Friday, so hopefully you've already seen our live that we posted today, which is Wednesday. It's all, we're in the past, future. Yeah. I'm in the Matrix. Um, anyway. Where are we now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm lost. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so that can be found by searching More Than Murder and then smash that bell. Yep, the bell, the subscribe. Yes, both. yes, do that because we're not one and done, guys. We're going to be posting more stuff, and we want to make sure that you see that when it gets posted. So if you smash that bell and hit the notification, whatever, all the stuff. Just, get just, it. just get do it. all the stuff. Yeah, yeah do it all. <laughs> do it all. Uh, and then after that, of course, make sure to follow us on all the socials. If you haven't already, which yeah. I'm sure you must have. You must have. But maybe you're new to Twitter and you're like, oh, they have a Twitter. We do. Yeah. Tweet, I don't tweet. know if I even follow us on Twitter. <laughs> I don't do Twitter. I do either. just because I run it. Yeah, <laughs> I true. run it so it's like right next to my other one. And yeah. I was like, all right. So I just hate it because they're always on two pages. So I'll like things that I want to like on my personal one from the More Than Murder Insta so or I'll the Twitter. The and I'm like, fucking A, dude. I know. <laughs> oh, too much. So on the socials, you can find us on Facebook at More Than Murder. You can find us on Twitter at More Than Underscore Murder. And then make sure to follow us on the Instagram at More Than Murder Pod. Pod, y'all. And once again, if you guys have any comments or show ideas, we really want to hear from you. We really do. We want feedback. We want to know what you guys like, what you want us to get better at. Anything, guys, email us at that Gmail. More Than Murder Pod at gmail.com. And then lastly, you can check out our blog for all pictures and sources, especially today's. You can share those out. You can become a member. You can just do all the things. And that is www.morethanmurderpod.com. And leave us a review everywhere you can leave us a review. Yes, 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 yes. yes if yes, you yes, do, yes. you can email us that as well or just message us on Facebook or, yep. or Insta or whatever, Name, wherever you are. address. That kind of stuff. We'll send you some good ideas. Yeah. We're making stuff. Let us know what your review was and whatever you said or whatever, and then we will send you some goodie bags. Yes, those reviews March. really freaking help, guys, especially on the Apple podcast, because then we can move on to charts and we mm-hmm. can start being seen by people who need to see us, who might like us. So review, 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 yeah. review, review, review. And I know you're on those Apple. I know you're there. I know. You guys don't understand how awesome it would be. To go on to, like the other day I went on to the Pandora and checked it out. And you can look at the top 50 um, podcasts. And yep. I like yep. scrolled through just <laughs> Thinking like, are we huh, there? I, I wonder. That. And I'm like, no, of course we're not. I did that on Spotify. It's and I was hilarious. like, maybe maybe I'll see more of the murder. Yeah. I'll see I more know. of the murder. I, like, no, I would no, kiss my yeah. pants if I did. But guys, we really would love to see that. So if you could help us get there, that would be fan tiddly Yes, it really freaking would. Yeah. Fan fiddly tastic. Tiddly-astic. Tiddly-astic. That's tits. Tits and ass. So. <laughs> All right. All anyway, right, guys, guys, we will see you next week. And tonight. Uh, live. Yeah. Oh, yes, because it's Friday. Yeah. It's the 16th today. And yes, we're, we're going live. Wednesday, so that's why we're so confused today. And I didn't write it down in my in the notes, so yeah. I don't remember shit. But yes, yes, we are going live tonight for our monthly live. It is going to be 9 p.m. EST, baby. E-S-T-D. And no, not that. Eastern Standard. 
<laughs> well, it apparently. Is STD, Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard. Oh, well, you could, well, well. Eastern no, it'd be SDT. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, STD. Well, it's Eastern. Standard. But it's, the, the S and T aren't for standard. It's standard time. So it'd be no. SDT. It's Eastern Standard Time. Right. So I guess. So it'd be E S D T. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Edit. We're not taking that out, bitch. No. <laughs> Leave that shit in. Guys, I'm so sorry. Um, shit, I was going to fucking say something too. Oh, and when you hop on our live, we will maybe chat about the, because we're locking down Wednesday, which is today. So maybe we'll, you know, chat about that a little bit. But we want to talk to you about the episodes. We want to do maybe a little Q&A. Just hop on, say hello, remember it, put it in your calendar, do what you got to do. But. Yes, you question, we answer. We question, you answer. Bitch. That's right. If you ask us questions, we're going to ask you questions. Just kidding. Maybe. Uh, yeah, no. All right, thanks for listening. Yes, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.